0: welcome to the primal potential podcast i am your host elizabeth benton thompson if you want to create change in any area of your life you're in the right place Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Let's talk. Shall we? Let's talk. Lots to talk about. Okay. What I first wanted to chat about is a post that I made. Let's see. Earlier this week, Monday of this past week, in the Primal Potential Facebook group and also to folks who are in the consistency course about, I think I put it on Instagram too, on my Instagram stories, creating one awesome day. And I picked the day of Tuesday, the 4th of October. And I, it got a really positive response. And it was a helpful tool for a ton of you. And it was a helpful tool for me as well. And... I wanted it to live here on the podcast because it's something that if you didn't see on social, I want you to do it. And even if you did see it on social, I want you to be able to come back to this as a reminder, as a tool since, you know, you won't be able to find it on social once it gets buried by everything else. All right. So this idea of one awesome day comes from the fact that when I was at my heaviest and had over a hundred pounds that I wanted to lose, A lot of times that felt like a massive hill to climb. It felt really daunting and overwhelming. And I would say, if I'm being very honest, that at the beginning, a lot of times it felt like it was more than I could do because I was thinking about it in its totality when in reality, what I was overlooking was the fact that it only ever takes one choice at a time. And here I am judging it on a thousand choices, a million choices, probably more than a million choices and feeling like I can't do that. But all I ever really have to do is make one improved choice. And I can always make one improved choice. And that not only was true for me when I felt overwhelmed by losing a lot of weight, I noticed the same struggle In building a business, and sometimes still do, that if I look at where I want to be in, say, a year or five years, it feels like a lot. It feels like I don't have the time. It feels like I don't have the skills. It feels like this big, daunting thing, when in reality, no matter how big the goal is, it's only ever achieved one step at a time, and I can always take one step. Sometimes I'll group these micro moments, these singular steps into a day. I can eat really well for one day. I can move my body intentionally, get a workout in for one day. I can be productive and focused for one day. And what that is, is not only a belief builder, like, hey... I can do this if I focus on smaller pieces, but it also helps create momentum because it feels really good to do well for yourself. So I decided a few days ago, earlier this week, that Tuesday, the 4th of October, was going to be one awesome day. And I wanted everybody to do it with me because I believe there's power in numbers and because I know that so many, I know I'm not alone in At times, feeling like the entire thing is daunting, but we don't ever have to focus on that. Now, I knew I intentionally put this post up around seven o'clock Eastern time in the evening, Monday night, knowing that this day, this one awesome day, was Tuesday, the following day. I did that intentionally because I knew a bunch of people would be like, oh, but I'm not prepared. I'd wanna go to the grocery store and buy all these healthy, no, Mm -mm. nope, 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 nope. I'd wanna do it on a day where I didn't have so much going on. No, that's not the point. The point is whether you're prepared or you're unprepared or perceive yourself to be prepared or unprepared, whether you have a day full of meetings or a day lazing around at home, you can still do it. There is nothing different about my schedule on these days. They can be totally crazy, the days. No matter what is going on or not going on or what plans you have, you can still do this. And that is the whole point. So for me on that Tuesday that I declared, I still had to get up at four and leave the house before five to spend a million hours in the car and drive to and from the hospital and spend time with the twins in the hospital and pump every three hours and cook meals and work and do all of that. And I can still make great choices for one day, no matter what is going on. So if you did it with me on the 4th, amazing. If you didn't do it, do it today, do it tomorrow. Do it three times in the next week. Do it once in the next week. Do it for the next 24 hours starting right now because why wait? But that has been a really great tool for me and I wanted to share it with you. Before we get into your questions, I wanna say what we're giving away and it's really funny. Uh, this giveaway was inspired by a conversation I was having with my husband. So we were doing something. We were out to dinner. We went out to dinner first time we went out since the twins were born. And really, if I'm being honest, for a while before then, we haven't gotten out quite some time. But uh, his parents put Roman to bed and we went out to dinner and we're sitting at this nice restaurant that we intended to go to for my birthday and couldn't, didn't, and... He reaches for something and he kind of makes a wincing face. And I said, What was that about? He was like, Oh, my elbow. He has recurring tendonitis of sorts. And I said, Have you been taking Relief Plus? And he was like, No. And he said it that way because he kn- knew that it would probably feel better if he had been. And then towards the end of the meal, he was like, You look like you're ready to get out of here. And I said, I have a headache. And he said, Did you take Relief Plus? And I was like, No. (laughs) I mean, granted, I didn't have a headache when we left the house, but I just hadn't been taking it consistently. And um, it showed. (laughs) It showed. So when we got home that night, I pulled a bottle out of the cabinet and I put it on top of the island and I left it. I've left it there for us so that we both are remembering to take it honestly. It's funny how sometimes you know things are going to help you and you don't do them. Hello. (laughs) In every area of life. And sometimes that's me with my supplementation. In fact, I made it a a priority chore to redo my little supplement area so that it's easier to access. Because, you know, sometimes you have things that you bought but you didn't take. And then they just sit there and then it gets cluttered. And then it's not. You know know how it goes. Relief Plus is an all-natural anti-inflammatory but it's not just for things like the occasional headache or elbow pain it's something that I prior to getting pregnant with the twins have been very consistently taking every single day because inflammation is the starting point of every disease and it's often happening at a level that we don't feel or see like we feel the elbow pain or we feel the headache or we can see inflammation in our hands or our knees sometimes or our ankles but um It's one that's, for me, like a very high priority daily. So it's back on the daily routine for me. That's what I'm going to give away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. You can win just by leaving a review of the podcast on whatever app you listen. So if you listen on Spotify, leave a review on Spotify. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave a review there. If you listen on Audible, leave a review there. And if you don't know how to leave a review on that platform, just Google how to leave a review on Whatever the platform is, I promise it takes less than a minute, and I really appreciate it, and you could win something. Okay, the first question says, how do I get over the fear of starting? You don't. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you don't have to. How about you just do it scared? It's okay to be intimidated or fearful because you don't know what's ahead. Do it scared. This is the entire premise behind my second book, Tools for the Trenches. Honestly, I mean, it's a theme that comes up over and over again that the feeling can ride with you. It doesn't have to drive and it doesn't have to limit and it doesn't have to be a barrier. The fear is not a barrier. You just have been wanting it to go away before you get started. But what if it only goes away when you get started, when you're in action, but it's never going to go away unless you get started? I can tell you that I was very scared when I started a business. And I'm often scared or fearful when I do new things in business that's normal. That's okay. Sometimes I feel, I don't know that I would call it fear, but it's something very similar to fear. Fear, we'll call it a cousin of fear. When I start working out after not having worked out for a while, you know, my first workout after the twin C-section, there was that sort of discomfort, but I don't need to wait for that to go away. I can do it with that feeling. There's nothing wrong with being intimidated or uncertain or even fearful, right? One of the things that I talk a lot about is that there's a difference between fear and danger, right? Fear is laying in bed and thinking like, what if somebody broke in tonight? Danger is there's someone at the foot of my bed with a baseball bat, right? (laughs) Like there is a real, true, not imagined threat. Fear is manufactured in your mind And you can start with that feeling, and I think you should. Next question is a personal one. Can we have an update on the twins? So if you're new to the show, I had identical twin girls Over three months premature, they were born on August 8th, so they are about eight weeks old right now. They are still in the hospital in the neonatal intensive care unit. Uh, They've come a very, very, very long way. The first few days of their life, um, it didn't look like they were going to make it, and they are doing really well considering how they started. They are still both getting breathing support, So while they've had moments of breathing on their own, they are not yet breathing on their own, but they are very close to that milestone. Um, They're not yet eating by mouth. They have a feeding tube, and through that feeding tube, they're delivered my breast milk. So they are getting breast milk, but they just don't take it orally. And that's not so much um, because of how sick they were when they were born. That's just developmentally They're still very young. They're about the equivalent of 35 weeks gestation. So still over a month uh, to go before they would be due to be born and developed fully and ready to eat by mouth. So it'll probably be another week to two weeks before we start initiating oral feedings, whether that is breast and bottle or uh, it'll likely be a combination just because with babies that are born so premature though we want them to get breast milk, we also have to fortify it so that they are getting some additional nutrients. Um, and so for that reason, yes, we'll introduce breast at some point in the near future, but also bottle. And the other reason for that is I can't be there 24 hours a day. And so the nurses will feed them bottles in like the overnight hours or when I'm home with Roman, etc. And those will be largely my breast milk, but most of their feeds will need to be fortified for some time. Overall, though, they're growing really well. Piper was two pounds, 0.5 ounces when she was born. She's almost five pounds now. Charlie was two pounds, 1.5 ounces when she was born. And she's about four and a half pounds right now. So close to five pounds as well, but not quite as close as her sister Piper. So yeah, they're doing really well. It's been a long road. Still a long road ahead, but we're really hopeful that they'll be home by Thanksgiving. They were born again on August 8th, um, and it's just been long. (laughs) Long and challenging, but all things considered, they're doing really well. The next question is a question I have been asked probably a hundred times or more, and that is how do you stop Self-sabotage. The first thing. Are you ready? You're going to need a pen for this one. Get a pen. Press pause. Grab the notes app on your phone. However you take notes. I'm obsessed with the notes app on my phone. I probably truly have like well over 10,000 notes. It's a little crazy. Anyway, got a pen? All right. Episodes on self-sabotage. And these are only a few. There are probably 50 episodes on self-sabotage. But write this down. 281. 176, 155, 155 114, 114, 093, 93, and zero seven-seven, seventy-seven. so that's 281, 114, 093, and 0, 077. 281, 176, 155, 114, 93, and 77. But if you're searching, use 093 and 077 because, 7, yeah, that, that matters. So I've talked a ton about self-sabotage. I don't believe it's sabotage. Sabotage is intentionally trying to do yourself harm. I don't believe you're trying to harm yourself. I believe you're just focused on what you want in a moment and convincing yourself to say yes to that versus thinking about what you want most and convincing yourself to say yes to that. That's not sabotage, right? You are using your logic to make a decision in a very rational way. Sabotage is like... Um, I just saved up all of this money, but I don't believe that I'm worthy of building the house that I saved it for. And so I'm going to go to Vegas and gamble it all away because I'm not worthy, right? When we are making progress towards a goal and we just make a series of decisions that hold us back, that's not necessarily sabotage. It's a very, very logical thing. So what oftentimes people will call sabotage as an example of what I'm trying to say here is, I really want to lose weight. I've been doing so well, but then the weekend comes and I undo all of my progress by eating and drinking too much. That's not sabotage. That is using your brain to say, oh, I deserve it. I'll get it out of my system. I've been so good. I'm going to start on Monday. This one thing won't hurt. That's not sabotage. That's logic. Now, it's not the only logic, it's not the best logic, it's not the most complete logic, but that's what it is. This is why I am so passionate when I talk about becoming a better thinker. Because if you don't do that work, so often we do the work of like, what's the best workout? What's the best way to get out of debt? What's the best diet for anti-aging or for fat loss and we do that work over and over and over and over again and we make meal plans and we clean out our pantries and we get new gym memberships and we hire trainers but the work we don't do the work we avoid is how do I make better decisions how do I improve my responses under stress or under emotion Until you do that work, you're going to continue with these thoughts that lead to these actions along the lines of this one thing won't hurt, I deserve it, who really cares, I don't want to miss out. The whole reason a consistency course exists is because so many of us know what we think we should do, know what we want to do for our goals, but don't follow through or aren't consistent. It's because we're crappy thinkers and we haven't done that work. We keep trying to jump on diets. We keep trying to jump on fitness plans. We keep trying to create budgets. But why are we not following these plans? Because we are not yet good thinkers, but specifically on the topic of self-sabotage, 281, 176, 155, 114, 093, and 077. Wow, we flew through this stuff. We got one more question. What are the best books or steps to get started with financial security? I think it depends on where you're starting. So if you are in debt, then you want to start by getting out of debt. And the starting point for that is creating a budget. And honestly, even if you're not in debt, create a budget because you gotta know what dollars are coming in and you've got to identify what you wanna do with those dollars. What your absolute non-negotiable expenses are, your mortgage, your insurance, etc., cetera, your groceries, and then where the rest of the money is gonna go. So in terms of a step, I would say a budget is a great step. If you're in debt after the budget, paying down debt. And then in terms of financial security, let's say you're not in debt. To me, that is about options and streams of income and diversifying, making sure that if your employer let you go, you can still cover your expenses. And while you have that job, the peripheral money, the side hustle money, the additional stream of income money... You're squirreling away for opportunities. You're investing more in other things that are assets that are going to pay you streams of income, streams of income, streams of income, partially for security. And then when you are not in a place where you need that security because business is good or because you're gainfully employed or because another stream is doing really well, you're using those peripheral streams to build wealth, create security, invest in assets that are going to make you money. In terms of books, I really like as a getting started thing on budgeting and getting out of debt, Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Beyond that, there are a ton of books on money, but in terms of what's best, it really hinges on where are you at in this process. So my recommendations would depend on where you're at in terms of Are you looking to budget? Are you looking to invest in the stock market? Are you looking to develop side hustles? Are you looking to whatever? That's kind of what would determine that. Um, Dondo Investor, I put this on my Instagram stories recently because somebody asked me there, D-H-A-N-D-H-O, I think is how you spell it, uh, is a really, really great book. Um, Charlie Munger's Almanac, I think it's called, is another financial one that I really love. And then Money Mindset books are huge. Uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, uh, The Millionaire Next Door, um, Think and Grow Rich. All of those books are really amazing. But kind of like I said earlier, it's, it's less about what you consume and more about what you do. Um, the action steps that you take. So I don't think you need six book recommendations. I think you need like one that you then take action on for a period of time measured in years very consistently. Let's talk about who's getting relief plus other than me and Chris because we're both like, okay, 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 we're back. I was off of it while I was pregnant um, and there's really no reason not to take it when you're pregnant. I just stopped because I had a million other things that I was taking and now I'm back. The winner because of a review that they left on Apple Podcasts. T D A N E K A S. T Denekas, maybe? If that is your Apple ID, T D A N E K A S. T Denekas, email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me you were the winner for episode 1026. Include your mailing address, and I will put a bottle of Relief Plus all natural. It's incredible. It's a favorite here in our house, but also I hear from a ton of people like, holy crap, I had XYZ pain for so long and now I don't because of this. Why didn't I know about it sooner? I'm going to send it to you just because it's like a $70 product, maybe $69 product. I'm going to send it to you. So shoot me an email within 60 days of this episode airing and I will get it out to you. All right, everybody have an amazing day. Chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.